So if you're a leader and you don't see the behaviors that you want, the only person responsible is you. What up guys, this is your leadership coach Jason. Today we're going to be breaking down one of the interviews of Minister Taman, one of Singapore's leaders at St. Galen's Symposium in the UK in 2015. If you are a leader, this is a perfect example to watch and learn from. And this video had over a million views, so check it out. People think of Singapore as an economic success. That's what sort of you know, catches attention very easily, per capita GDP and so on. But what was really interesting and unique about Singapore was social strategy. And most especially, the fact that we took advantage of diversity, different races, different religions, and melded a nation where people were proud of being who they were, but were Singaporean first. All right, all right. So what he was saying was that we came in a society where we have a lot of different religions, a lot of different races. And one of the things about a leader is that how do you get all these diversity and differences and how do you make it into a strength? So that is one of the key things a leader needs to do. Of all these differences, how do you see these differences where 1 plus 1 is 10? Also, 1 plus 1 gleich 10. Make those differences a strength. And second thing, when it comes to differences, people have very different way of working. And that's one of the greatest challenges of a leader. How do I get these people in my team to work together? One of the things you need to do is to align them to something that is common. A common alignment, a common strategy where they can actually start to work with each other in a way that's most productive. First and foremost. But was it, was it melded from top down? And we can't get away from the, I mean, the figure yes. of Lee Kuan Yew himself. Yes. You know, it, it, it wasn't so there he, at the beginning. The he, natural, he imposed it. The natural workings of society would not have led it to that happening. Right. Not just in Singapore, but anywhere in the world. I like the idea of the, him saying that there's a natural workings of society. That means there's something in society or in your team that's already very natural for them. So we need to up our game in terms of our leadership to be able to actually counter that natural working of society. The natural workings of society would have just as easily and more likely have led to mistrust, discomfort, bigotry, and what we see in abundance in many countries in the world today. So what he's saying is that we need to actually step in to that natural workings of society. Within your team, there's already a certain culture. The culture, most of the time, is based on the neglect. By who? Actually, it's by you, the leader. See, it's your fault. No. Yes, it's your fault. No. Yes, it is. It's not. So I'll give you an example. One of the people I coach is that he wanted to get everybody's Zoom uh, camera to be on but he can't seem to find a way. So when I was coaching him, I was helping him to understand that, hey, that's a natural way that they do. If it's inconvenient for me, I'll switch it off. But what I was able to help him to understand as a leader that he had influence over that. And we were able to actually change that mindset of that team or his team. And from then on, everybody was happy to switch on their videos. It's not a dictatorship. It's really about how as a leader, you influence them positively and you can get that kind of outcome. The most intrusive social policy in Singapore has turned out to be the most important. And it has a level of intrusiveness that doesn't come comfortably to the liberal mind. Right, so this thing about intrusive social policy, 
most leaders out there might not feel that something like them switching on their Zoom uh, camera, doing Zoom, is something that they should intrude into. They feel that maybe it's too simple. It's something that maybe I shouldn't be talking about. But we see that actually for Singapore, some of the things that we need to do to have a society that is vibrant and productive is to intrude into some of the aspects of society that other countries might feel it's a bit strange. And I'd say this is, you know, when it was first done, I don't think we knew how important it was going to be. I mean, it sounds extraordinary. It was done because... Authoritarian. So it was, and it was intrusive, and it turns out to be our greatest strength. Because once people live together, they're not just walking the corridors together every day, taking the same elevator up and down. Their kids go to the same kindergarten. Their kids go to the same primary school. Because all over the world, young kids go to school very near to where they live. And they grow up together. The, the lessons coming out of Baltimore, the lessons coming out of France's large cities, the lessons coming out of all, all our societies show that neighborhoods matter, place matters, where you live matters. It matters much more than economists thought. It, it, matters, it matters tremendously in the daily influences that shape your life and the traps you fall into. All right, so this is the key point, daily influences. So I like to say that when it comes to changing the way your team functions, sometimes you can call it culture, sometimes you can call it your way of life. I like to say that drip impact is far more effective than flood impact. I'm here at Murray Island Beach and there's no sign to stop. What is a flood impact? Once a year you share about, hey, you know, this is how we do things or you share about your values, but that doesn't work. It is the daily drip impact, the opportunities that you can find where you can actually showcase, hey, that is how we do things here or that is not how we do things here. Remember, drip impact is far more effective than flood impact. But I dare say, and this is where we get into a conversation about Singapore that isn't, as you say, just about extraordinary growth rates and economic success, but is about the way in which the body politic works. To some of our sensitive flowers in the West, the, the authoritarianism that underpins that approach to managing a society feels uncomfortable to us. All right, so when it talks about authoritarian way of doing things, the best cultures out there have that leader who actually helps to lay out what exactly we do on different scenarios, when we're talking to each other, uh, when we make a mistake. So that could sound quite intrusive, but that is essential. If you want to build a great culture, that is essential. That figure, which is you, the leader, needs to lay out certain things. And some people might feel uncomfortable and some might even feel that you are authoritative or you have that authoritarian kind of vibe. That's a, a caricature. I mean, even the economist, which is not exactly a cheerleader for Singapore, uh, has, uh, would say, as it just did on its, in its um, uh, editorial form of obituary when Mr. Lee Kuan Yew mm. passed away, uh, that Singapore has free, fair and regular elections. We are a parliamentary democracy, not in a, exactly the same mold as Britain or the United States, certainly. No, I but mean, we I are think a parliamentary democracy and an elected government makes decisions which it feels are the best in the best interests of the country today and for the future. 
and we, we are accountable for it. So that's leadership in essence. What is leadership? That you make decisions that are in the best interest of your team. So if you have that right, then this whole idea of you being authoritarian might not be a big issue anymore, right? They might know that, hey, everything you do as a leader, you're doing because you have the best interest for your team. So sometimes it might be even things like bonuses. I want to know where my money is and I want to know right now. Okay. Hey, why are you not giving out bonuses? Because why I need to take care of the company in the long run. So you will have employment in the long run. So I'm not giving you bonuses a lot now, but in the future, we have a future together as a company. So that could be one of the things that people might not know why you do certain things, but as long as your heart is correct, that you have the best interest for the people, they will be able to actually stand by you and understand, hey, you know what? This is something that I understand. Let's move forward and let's go towards a brighter future. But you do need to constrain something and you end up a better society or don't you? That's the test, not whether the government is right. Do you end up a society that people feel more comfortable in? That's the real test. I'm, I'm, it's easy to talk about Singapore. So this is one of the principles when it comes to human beings. Human beings, when they act, they act a lot of times in their own interest that means what feels good or what is most beneficial for me i like to say water finds its level and for human beings if you don't actually dictate certain things that hey this is the way we should do these things and this is the way we shouldn't do these things water finds its level means that there's no culture everybody is coming out with their own version of culture and they will slowly tear apart things within your organization, not because that they want to, but because of neglect from you as a leader. All right, so when we come to this end of this video, what we're trying to do is that we're trying to understand that culture needs to be intentional. It needs to be surgically intentional, starting with you as a leader. You need to actually help people understand this is the right way of doing things. If your team members, without you present, can say things like to somebody else who sees a behavior that's a bit wrong in your books, that person needs to be able to say things like, hey, we don't do it this way here. So if you think about it, there are some teams within the same organization that are so much more grateful. Everybody says thank you. Or if you think about another team that everything is about excellence they go towards world-class excellence and everybody understands that hey if that is a six upon ten it is a no-go it must be minimum a nine upon ten why did these happen it is all intentional daily intentional building of culture so if you're a leader and you don't see the behaviors that you want the only person responsible is you You need to start being intentional about the signals you're giving about each behavior, whether that is positive or whether that's negative. And if you're able to do that on a daily, weekly basis, rather than a yearly basis, you're going to get a great culture at the end because you are intentional about it and they know what you're building and they will rally behind you because you have their best interests. That's a wrap, guys. If you enjoyed my breakdown of Thaman, one of the Singapore leaders, give a like and write down in the comments. I want to understand what you enjoyed most about it. Till next time, 
Be the leader that people want to follow. See ya. Do 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 do.